Welcome aboard. I'm Brad. I'm Eric. And I'm Scott. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. This is a podcast where we invite crew members, both past and present, to tell their stories about life at sea. So come up to the pool bar and grab a drink. Sit back, relax, because it's time for My My Ship Ship Story. Story. (laughs) That was terrible. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show today. We all are super excited to welcome to the show Bucky Hurd. Upcoming stuff, we've got September 17th and 18th in Knoxville and Chattanooga, Tennessee. You can go to RighteousBrothers.com or Ticketmasters and look it up, buy it, go see the show. You guys, if you don't know Bucky, if you haven't heard of Bucky, he goes by many names. Bucky, he was the original monkey boy that we took over on the on the ships back in the early 90s. He's done just about everything. Before we get to Bucky, let's uh, check in with Brad and Eric. What's up, Eric? Last time I mentioned about, you know, getting a dog and 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 possibly a puppy. So I did hear from my sister-in-law that she definitely wants that we can take the pick of the litter of when that dog has puppies. We'll be able to pick one. Our little Charlie's got to perform first. Luckily, we never got him fixed. And so we'll see. We'll see how he does. You know, you never know. But hopefully we'll have a puppy in the not too distant future. Brad, what's going on? Well, you don't need to know about my fucking boring life. So <laughs> let's get into... Nothing with OnlyFans? Like you don't have two followers now? Well, I've got a lot of traction on OnlyFans, you know, I do a lot of do a lot of work on there, but uh, let's not get into that. That's just too risque <laughs> to get into this podcast. So I really like to hear about uh, Becky's OnlyFans, and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll check in we'll, with we'll, Bucky's. We'll, we'll check into that. <laughs> we'll check in there. Well, hey, uh, Bucky, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you. We've been uh, we've been communicating for a while. Oh my God, you know you look like Whipman Jack. You remember the first time you started dating the place you had to go just to be a number one. It's all rings back a whole lot of beautiful memories for you, baby. What I get a lot of lately has been because of the gray and everything. Uh, Jeff Bridges, they, everybody, yeah, like, oh, yeah, so you're the Jeff dude, Bridges. you're the dude, yeah. the dude. Jeff oh, Bridges. The dude. The dude. Yeah, we turned into you know 22 years old when we all get back together, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's right, that's back why I said, go do some shots, man, <laughs> yeah, just because you were coming on, yes. Uh-huh. I got my Bucky shirt on. I love it. Yeah, I think I've got one. So a, a friend of mine brought me one of those. I'm like, what is this? It's a chain, I guess. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a gas station in yeah. Texas. And it's it's the biggest gas station on the planet. It's the yeah, I've it's got Mar- one of those mugs. I've got one of those big coffee, oh, yeah. you know. There you go. Bucky's on the side. Yeah, that's Nothing great. like a 128 ounce coffee to get you going in the morning. Yeah, so you got to pee about 15 times on the way to your destination. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks, man. Thanks. Good to see you guys. My gosh, been, only been 30 years. My, yeah. <laughs> my, yeah, everybody almost. looks great, man. You guys look great. Yeah, you how do time too. flies. How time yeah, flies. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. So I got a quick question that I've just always wondered. Did your parents really name you Bucky or is that just a nickname? No, dude. And the bad part of this is my real name is even worse. You know, most kids, they give you, you you get a crappy real name and then you use a nickname that, you know, you get a nickname that's cooler, you know, like Rocky would have been pretty cool. Right. Something like that. You know, no, I'm Bucky. And my real name is, and I, you know. Isn't it William? No, that's my brother's first name. Okay. But I'm another name. Is your William? See, I'm a W. It's a W. Oh, so you got the W right. It's Weldon. Do you remember? That was my name, Weldon. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bucky is. And Bucky's not that much better. But not only is it kind of a, it's just an unusual name, weird kind of sound. Yep, yep, yep. You know. (laughs) Uh, But uh, 
you know, Bucky Dent was associated with it for years and he's, right. you know, right. that's not a good connotation. And then, and then, <laughs> and then here comes Captain America and Bucky. I was like, yes, there's a cool yeah. Bucky. Yeah. <laughs> Superhero. Okay. That's, so that's where Bucky came from. Can I tell you about my brothers? So I'm Brad <laughs> and I have two other brothers named Chad and Thad. Oh, Brad, Chad, Thad. Brad, oh, Chad, well, Thad. Scott, I don't know if you remember, I used to call my brother, Greg. I used to call him Chuck. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I still call him Chuck because my dad's first name was Charles. And I figured I'm Buck. It should have been Buck and Chuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Buck and Chuck. <laughs> right. I've called, him, I've called him that Chuck was, his entire life. That was a weird movie. <laughs> yeah, Buck and Chuck. Yes, it was. It's like yeah. Bill and Ted's adventures. You should have had but, Buck and Chuck adventures. Buck and Chuck's adventures in Alabama, in South Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but my ex, my dad's my dad's best friend is Weldon Johnson. Bucky's his nickname, and I got his name and his nickname. I was in, oh, I remember funny. being in, I remember being in English, my first English class in college. Miss Andelson, it was English lit, was calling Rome. And she got to my name and she said, Weldon Heard. And I said, <laughs> Bucky. She, the class looked around at me. You can imagine what they thought I said to her. No. They thought I said, they thought <laughs> right, I said right. what's your name? Bucky. She said, Weldon. I went, Bucky. <laughs> and if you say it like that and think about it, it sounds like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 And everybody's looking at me and she's like this. And the class looked around and for this short little instance i thought i'm not going to tell them the truth i'm just going to actually go down as a legend that told ms andelson on the first day of class (laughs) (laughs) we haven't even got to the ship stuff dude y'all are going to be sorry you ever asked me on this show (laughs) awesome well hey let's let's kind of jump in right before that so uh i did not know i think i read an article about you and you had a, a really fantastic article about you earlier in a magazine Magazine, uh, when you became a Rochester brother and your backstory and stuff, but give us kind of a backstory, what you did before ships and how you came on ships. That's a loaded question. That last part. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh my goodness. We're just going to get right to the good Not stuff. Not talking about right. the deck 10 locker yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> boy, howdy. The sports locker too. And in the elevator between floors, I was going to ask if you remembered that. <laughs> I enjoyed singing and I knew that at a young age, you know, I, I used to sing at show and tell and, I just, and, sing, and then I sang at the church, grew up singing in church and it's always knew I loved it. Got into junior high choir and then started doing shows in high school, did a lot of musicals then, I played football. So the guys on the football team would make fun of me and call me choir boy because I was in the choir too. And, mm-hmm. and, and I just knocked their ass off on the football field. So uh, I said, how's it feel when a choir boy knocks you on your ass? But, you know, you get made fun of all your all the jocks and all the guys on your team uh, make fun of you because you're in the, but I loved it. Got into college and had to make a decision on if I was going to pursue it as a career. And I just kind of chickened out. I didn't think that my folks would be really approving of it. So I decided to go into geology and uh, oh. I'd already I always had jocks. an interest in that. Yeah, I went from rocks rock, for jo- I rocks for jocks. I, and I went from, but I basically went from rock to rock, you know. Right, right. Uh, but uh, I was in my, my first year at Auburn. I started kind of playing this band. Had a there's a band of uh, doing to here Auburn. And, uh-huh. Wow. I gra- yeah, I graduated from Auburn in '89. Took a long time. I graduated high school in '83. I was I needed a year and a half to get my geology God, degree. You're, you're old. No, I did this. Hey, I did the six year plan Dude, too, Bucky. I just so. did it when I was. I dropped out of school, scared my parents to death, went on the road with this rock band for a year. The band broke up. Never get a girl in the band. I'm not being sexist. It just doesn't work when you got four or five guys and one girl and something always. 
So anyway, I mean, the band some, broke some, up. Some and, people uh, pay extra for that. So yeah, I know the band broke up, and I went groveling back home, and I transferred all my geology credits over. I got my theater degree, and I was working at a small theater in Birmingham. My contract was going to be up at the end of the year. It was like October, and I'm like, "What am I going to do? What am I going to do?" I've been thinking about submitting to the cruise ships, and I'm sitting there watching. I think Leno at the time, and I heard Michael Bolton come on and sing a song called "When I'm Back on My Feet Again," and I just went, "Wow!" The worst that song just spoke to me. So. I decided to record that song with the studio, recorded it, sent a copy of it to Miller Reese Productions in Miami. Marianne Delaney, who you, you, some of you guys might know, Scott, do you know Marianne? Yeah. yeah. She worked, she worked for uh, Miller Reese Productions before she worked for World Caribbean. She oh, hired okay. me, she hired me to be the lead singer to take Parker Christon's spot on the Sovereign. I was in the second cast in the review show on the Sovereign. Parker and that was Christian. in 1990. Okay. He's actually I, on my Facebook. I got, I got yeah, a DM he, on He here. pronounced it Christon, Christon on the, on the ship, I think. But he, yeah, I'm not <laughs> Christon. But yeah, he was great, man. And I came in and he was the first cast on the Sovereign. And then I, I was the second. And at the time, you made more money doing those shows. It was before Royal Caribbean went in-house. Mm-hmm. So Ray Rouse came to me and said that, wanted me to be his, uh, being crew staff. You know, he said, yeah, you do your own show. I'll give you some more money. You'll be much better off, mate. Rouse. And uh, he was the best. And uh, when you know it, so I switched over to cruise staff, went on the Song of America and filled in, actually was in doing cruise staff and the review show. And then Royal Caribbean went in-house and the money that the singers and dancers make. I met my wife on the ship. Remember Scott, AJ used to get paid. They would get paid to breathe. If they would go behind, you know, work the purser's desk or a short excursion, they make 25 bucks an hour. They were already getting paid a lot. And the singers got paid more than the dancers. And, and then I, and then they would do Sorex or clean cabins or whatever. And make 25 and an hour. And I left that. I left. I was doing that. And I left that to do crew staff to make more money. And then they went yeah. in-house. And I, <laughs> I was like, but uh, yeah, that's actually gave you the whole thing. That's how I got on the ships. It's like uh, huh. I didn't realize you did the cast first. Yeah. With I Miller Reese. Miller Reese yeah. Productions. So when you were on Song of America, do you remember what when that was? Because I I started in Song of America, but that's I started in ninety one. Yeah, that's when I met you. Yeah, that's what I thought. My when yeah. I when I first got there, you were on Song of America, and then yeah. you went to Majesty, and I went to Majesty too. And we worked yep. on there as well. Yeah, I got it. So let me let me let me uh, jump in here real quick. So when I started and first met Bucky. Uh, if you remember the story or if you can go back and listen to Penny's story, Penny was the first one that I met in my whole fiasco that ended up at the <laughs> St. Nazaire in the, you know, yeah. in, the, in the jungle or the the concentration camps that was over there. But um, <laughs> I literally uh, showed up in France after I had to pay for an emergency <laughs> issued passport and all that kind of stuff. I had like 25 bucks, maybe 10 bucks to my name. And Greg was like, let's go see my brother. You know, he'll, yeah. he'll, uh, he'll take care of you a little bit. And I was like, I don't want, you know, I don't want help or anything. I'm just, but um, we, we went to you and I remember you giving me a hundred bucks and you're like, you, without even a question, you're like, take it, just pay back whenever you can't, you know, whatever. That's not really important. Just, you know, and you said, I just want this experience to be really good for you. I always remember that you and Penny, and in France and not knowing anything coming from Oklahoma was fantastic. You're, you're good people. Guy. Well, I feel the same, brother. I feel like you feel like you're like a little brother to me. The first, uh, I, I think one of the first things I saw you when, when we came up and you about collapsed under the gangway. Yeah. A Murph went up right before me, I believe. And I got to the top and I, 
I was actually about to turn around and go back down because I think I'd left something. And the whole gangway just fell into the ocean. I mean, that close to going in. Well, hey, let's transition into here because I'm sure you got a lot. And, and we'll probably talk about even more and discover things along the way. But Bucky, let's let's jump in here and, and have you tell some of your ship stories. My name is Bucky Hurt, and this is my ship story. Killed it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you can't take the Alabama out of you. No, man. <laughs> After all these years. <laughs> like, no. It's and it, it slides back. It's like when I get around people and friends, I feel comfortable with and stuff. It just yeah. comes back. It's doing? really weird because I had forgotten how <laughs> country you were <laughs> until you started talk. You know, you started speaking, you, and now that I live in Nashville, I hear it all the time. I didn't recall you being that country until we yeah, started talking, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, I you, can, <laughs> I can flip it." It's like you know, when my, my degree is in theater. I took three voice and diction classes with the marbles. They teach you to speak forward mm-hmm. because if you talk to my brother, you know, I don't yeah. sound country. My, Greg right. talk, he my, has a right, little bit right. more than that. Yeah. Yeah. He talks like that. My dad got, but you couldn't even understand that, especially if he had a couple of cocktails. He said, you know, I, I told Buggy he needs to listen to me when I try to tell him things and kind of talk like that, you know, and yeah. everything yeah. just takes a darn long to tell a yeah. story. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I got on the ships, like I said, in 1990 to review shows. It's hard to even tell the stories. Like, I'm going to just throw a, a barrage of, a, I know you want the beginning, middle, and end, and I'm going to tell my mine and AJ story in a second. Okay, getting on an elevator, no, no passengers on board. You get on the elevator. I'm driving. Remember how we could stop and start it? It would go past. So if you needed to get to the fifth floor, you could stop and start the elevator and it wouldn't open. So you could just bypass a floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go up. And, yeah, I um, never knew that. Oh, yeah. I never knew that. Whoever get on like Feeney, if I was on with Feeney, he goes, I'm driving. <laughs> actually driving the elevator. You did that. We uh, we learned that actually because when we were delivering supplies to different lockers and different areas, we learned that trick because we weren't supposed to take the elevators except for the you know the crew elevators. It was quicker for us to take the passenger elevators, so we did that, and then we learned to drive them to not let any passengers in until we got to the floor we went. And then you get really good on the Song of America. I'm telling them myself, stop it in between floors on formal night, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Big mirror there. Right. <laughs> was that uh, going up to the Viking crown? That elevator? Because that was the, yeah, that was the elevator that went up the highest. Yeah, yeah. boy, take your time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd be, we'd be waiting out. God, this elevator's taking a long time. It's, What's going on? Lord have yeah, mercy. It's like it's warm in here. Sorry, yeah. my cummerbund's on backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we would, we, and speaking of the Viking crown, we had a group called the Fat Boys. And it was me, yeah. and there were people that were in and out, but the members were me, J.D. Andrews, Sean Feeney, Greg Jones, Jeff Magnus, Murph, Jamie Morrison, uh, and Bobbitt and Remo Sunburn, musicians, the twins. Remo, yeah. We went into Grand Cayman one afternoon to the Pizza Hut there, and then went over mm-hmm. to uh, the Lone Star, you know, which wasn't a steakhouse. Ooh, that was and the name of the place. All the shooters well, the Tex-Mex. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The 100 can, shooters. Dude, go there all and you the can time. buy a six shooter, and you pick your... Yeah. And you, I mean, a list of yeah. shooters. And yeah, we go 100 there. shooters. So we went in, us boys went in and spent 500 bucks oh. in Pizza Hut. 
oh, on pizza man. and beers. That's the fat boys. We had hats made up. <laughs> but yeah, I should tell you, I'm in a Facebook group called the Fat Guy Club. So the Fat Guy, well, I'm going to join. Me and Feeney, uh, <laughs> but we would always we would have a Fat Guys meeting. Whoever whoever was on the ship, and we would go up before shows and stuff, and go to the Viking Crown, and we would always get all of us would get a Long Island iced tea and an Amstelite, oh, oh, and because the Long Islands they made up there were so strong, you'd need a chaser. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You, you, it was it was wild because you'd go to different bars and you got to know which bars were heavy on the liquor and yep. which were you know have not bartenders you know, heavy on the sweet and sour or whatever. But yeah, there that that Viking Crown. Yeah, I thought that there was the fat guys that you guys had, and then there was I never knew that meeting with Bill W was a alcohol anonymous. I oh. thought that was a Bill Bidiac group <laughs> that, that he created and they put on the compass. So I was like, those guys are so creative. Yeah, I, I think I asked him about setting up a bar for that. Oh no. <laughs> Bill Wittiak's a fat boy too. I forgot. Wittiak's yeah, a fat yeah. boy too. I left I left Wittiak out. He's one of the chairmen. You guys talked about it in another episode where we would rent those part those boats or catamarans mm-hmm. yeah. and go over to the tour operators' houses. And they would yeah. have like the bar, the pig, roasted pig on the beach and all that. And massage places set up. And this yeah. one, Scott, and I, you may have been there. I can't, I just can't remember who's, it was on the Majesty. And we went to this operator's house, took a catamaran out there. He had like a river that ran through his house. There was an upper balcony above the pool. And me and Greg Jones and Feeney and Magnus all jumped from the house to the swimming pool, loaded out of our brains. We've been drinking red stripes all day oh long. God. I have a picture somewhere. I think it's it's either you or Gre- I think it's Greg Jones that was in jumping mid-air. off of the in midair, but that was a house in in um, Jamaica. Jeff Arpin. Was it Arpin? This is that's what I'm talking about. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I have jumping. I have a whole video of that. You, you I thought you were there. Yeah, yeah, jumping yeah. from the bow up above into the pool. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was I've there got, too. I yeah. was at, I there was for at that, that party as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was I did not nuts. jump that high, but I was there. <laughs> I did, boy. We jumped, and I got the picture. I got a great picture of Greg in midair. There was a story I was going to ask you about. All I can remember is we killed Bucky. We killed Bucky. Oh, it was on the Monarch during the crossing. I was doing cruise step, and I was also sliming. Remember, that's the term for, for backstage work, yep. right? You remember that, Scott? Sliming. So I was sliming for the show. They had this Hello Dolly set, which was a train. You'd have to lift this part up, and me and Orlando would get underneath and push. Oh, the light wall that, that came up? Yeah, it was kind of, it was lower back in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we rolled it out and and lifted the thing up and we'd lock it down and then roll it out on the stage when we're supposed to. And I don't know if he didn't have the Allen wrench, didn't have it tightened down, but when we pushed it up, he moves out and I'm still holding it. And as soon as he moves, it starts to fall. And I'm and I, I'm doing I'm doing a visual with my hands like everybody can see what I'm doing. <laughs> Imagine my hands, no, uh, but it pretty much pretty much sandwiched me, and it slammed my oh, face, so no. it went wham, and I'm standing in there. It slammed my face against the inside, and I've got a scar here right there in the center, and it busted my lip wide open. And Jan Meltzer was back in her office to the side, and they ran me over there, and I hadn't seen it yet, and Jan goes. Shannon goes, she took it off. She, and her face does this. She goes, and it, you can't see me, but I'm looking shocked. And she goes, oh, not the face, not the face, not the, not the face, not the face. I'm like, what, what? Now look, and man, it looks like a star. And I got so lucky because the ship's doctor on the crossing 
He was actually a doctor. He was actually a surgeon. He he stitched me up. Can't even hardly see it. I got so lucky. But yeah, but Orlando, as soon as it slammed, or you hear Orlando goes, oh my God, we killed Bookie. You have stitches in his head. He has stitches in his head. Am I the only one that managed to be unscathed on board by stitches? You're, you're gonna be careful on your way to bed tonight. You might going to sign on tomorrow and have a big yeah, patch yeah, over his eye. I'm sorry. I, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you guys this story. It's the best. And it's the, it's just the ultimate. Are you kidding me? Kind of story. Royal Caribbean had gotten for a while right after we, right after the Monarch crossed, they started doing random drug testing, you know, and they would just, the, the, you know, the person would call you into the, the office downstairs where you pick up your ma- mail and all that stuff. And they would just randomly call. And Brooks Jr., you know, the Paxton's little Brooks had 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 gotten let go of the ship because he tested positive and mm-hmm. a few other people did. And, you know, we were in Jamaica every Thursday. Come on, <laughs> uh, and, and so I, I was like in fear. And I was I was rooming with um, Fernando. I just signed on doing light. Fernando Rivera. He he actually came out with Vicky Knudsen, and I saw them a few years ago out here. Anyway, Fernando was my roommate. He just gotten on the ship, and he and I had hit it off real well. But he didn't smoke, and I knew he was clean. So they call my name randomly to go down to the purser's office. It was just a random group of people, and I'm like, okay, yeah. they're about to test me. I said, Fernando, you got to pee in something, man. I, I got to at least try to somehow sneak this. So only thing I had was a salt shaker. Oh. So, so I emptied the salt out. I rinse it out. I said, like, kissing this. And so he pees in it. And I, I screw the top. <laughs> oh I never tell the story. And so it's got holes in the top. So I can't. So I'm, I had some duct tape. So I duct tape just the silver part. So, you know, so the holes were covered. And I put it in my pocket. And I'm, I'm ready. I'm like, I'm going to somehow, I'm planning out how I'm going to get it. I get there. And they say, I said, hey, I just got called in here. Um, oh, you have a registered letter. Thank God. So I take the letter. And I'm walking back to the room. And Fernando's pee runs down my leg. Oh, no. <laughs> the duct tape didn't hold. As advertised, and salt shaker pee down my leg. It was at that point I thought, you know what? I probably had enough of this stuff. <laughs> oh, Isn't that the gross. best? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Your friend's pee. No. He had to dry oh. off and go call Bingo. Dude, you can't was make it- that. I did. <laughs> <laughs> was it still warm? King B, it was still, it was lukewarm. Lukewarm. Oh. Uh, and, and I needed it to be warm because I had to, it had to be fresh, you know. Right, so I, right, I right. Mean, as soon as he peed, I capped it off and ran. <laughs> Isn't it funny? I picked these stories even above meeting my wife. You can only tell two stories. Well, I got to tell the Fernando P story and I got to tell yeah. the elevator story. Those are two I got to yeah, tell. Yeah. AJ and I were one of those ship marriage, you know, hookups that ended up working. And a lot of them do, you know, you know, Bill Williak and Shelly, yeah. Jerry Feeney and Sean, you know, uh, that, that did work out. And AJ and I coming up March 20th will be 27 years. That's and awesome. yeah. I think she was the second cast on the Monarch. On the Monarch. And I was in California. Second cast on the Monarch, which was my first one when, yeah. I, when I showed up there. So Brian Fay, who was the chief photographer, myself, Dave Copps, I'm sorry, and, and Brooks, little Brooks, Brooks Jr., mm-hmm. went out to California. I was out there for two weeks with Brooks, and we just partied and had a, you know, had a great time. We came back to the ship, and the dancers were already had already been on for a week. So we were like, ah, oh, you know how that is. You, you guys know what I all the Italian waiters have swooped in, they're all hooked up already. <laughs> it's over. But let's go see the show anyway. So we went to the show that night. AJ came out and danced. And Trace Galvin was in the cast, and me and Trace are good friends. I just went to AJ. Bam! Who was that? She was doing. Uh, was she doing Copa? D- yeah, she was doing She's Copa. The, she was the Carmen Miranda. Yeah, 
but but what she got me, what got me was she was doing y'all were doing chorus line, and mm-hmm. she was Sheila. Oh, you know yeah. the sex uh, yeah. went on Sheila with her lips yeah. and, yeah. and her attitude. I was like, Trace, who is this? And blah blah blah. And Trace is like, Oh, she doesn't be perfect. I mean, AJ had the she would wear those little white jean shorts and count combat boots and a leather jacket. I just thought that was mm-hmm. the freaking coolest. And she liked ACDC and Trace like, Oh, you'd be perfect. Me and Sean Feeney are up in the Ship Shape Center on the bike, and AJ walks in with Tamara or Tamara. Oh, yeah. yeah, Tamara. 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 Yeah. And they're in the floor stretching, doing their little dancer thing. And I said, Okay, Feeney, Trace told me she told her about me. So I'm going to go over. So I get off and walk over there and AJ's doing a little stretchy thing. I said, Hey, I'm Bucky. Yeah. I've heard about you. <laughs> Great. I'm out. Yeah. I'm like, well, I heard about you. I never, oh, you know, I never, <laughs> I never did anything kind of every time I'd see her hanging out trying to be cool about her drink up the disco. And, and we were down on the dancers corridor. They were having a party down there. And some of the Norwegian officers showed up. You remember Allison and Roy? A Dodge with, couple? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm in touch yeah. with them on Facebook. I don't know if you're friends with them. Oh, wow. No, but. They, oh, awesome. yeah. They're, they've got a daughter, same age as Sydney. They have a dance studio in Florida. Me and Roy were standing there. And one of this drunk Norwegian security guy is really hamming on AJ hard. I said, hey, man, you need to get your hands off of her. And he goes, I'm just trying to tell her good night. And Roy said, Roy was a South African. He said, well, where we're from, we shake hands. If you asked AJ, if she came in right now and asked her what was my line to get her to go to my cabin that night, we'll ask her when she comes in, do you like cartoons? I had Ren and Stimpy VHS and my, you know, remember the TV? Ren and Stimpy was really big back then. And yeah, we, yeah. and she came back to the cabin and we were together for about a month and I broke up with her because I freaked out. And then we got back together. Remember Slave to the Rhythm that she choreographed, uh, Scott? Oh, on the ship? whoa, wait a to minute. The, was that the Janet Jackson? No, the slave to uh, the rhythm. Oh, okay. okay. That's Grace, Grace Jones. Jones. Grace Jones. Grace, Grace Jones. Jones. Yeah. Jones. Do you remember that? When they did that on the ship, it was, yeah. and it was all done like the Haynes commercial. Back then that was big. And it was the white t-shirts and the, and the blue jeans. And AJ just got her hair cut. And I was sitting in the audience and I'd broken up with her. And I'm like, what are you doing? Thank God she had mercy on me. And, and we've been together since. And what is Grace, it, man? Uh, Branson was there. What is it? What is it, man? <laughs> man, yeah. Brandon Steampy. <laughs> My brother worked on the on the island. He was a diver on, on the island in Coco Cay. I would bring those over to the to the Bahamian dudes, and they Greg said you could hear him in the other room just laughing so hard. And Greg said they would come up to him after every few weeks and go, "Hey, they call Greg short man. Hey, short man, when you better." <laughs> When your brother gonna bring a skimpy tape? <laughs> skimpy. When your brother gonna bring a skimpy tape? Hey, He's give us your stories. best foghorn leghorn. You were big foghorn leghorn. <laughs> wow, did you see that hawk after those hills? Wow, he scared him. That Rhode Island red turned white, then blue. Rhode Island red, white, and blue. It's a joke, son. You built too low to the ground, boy. The fast ones get by. You pay attention and look at me when I'm talking to you, son. <laughs> <laughs> my best rant. My best yeah. foghorn rant. You know, if you, you know, had a redo for your life, this is one part of my life that I would not redo. I yeah. would go back and I had so much fun and it was just a, such a wonderful experience. I yeah. had never left the U.S. when I joined a ship. You know, I got to travel all over the world and it was just one of those experiences that I would I would not change. I, yeah. I, I had a blast. It was a lot of fun. Everybody had their part and you were friends with everybody in every department. And yeah. uh, Scott, you mentioned it on one of the other episodes, you know, talking about that many races of people together or uh, how many different nationalities. It was yeah, about 70. That yeah. many. I knew there was a lot. I, I wouldn't, but but everybody got along. I used to bribe the Filipino um, people. Say, how did you not get caught? 
and you know me, Filipino guards. They would come around. I was a sports director. They'd come around about right before Christmas, get stuff for their families. Yeah. How many shirts you need? What's the keychains? Exactly. (laughs) That was the first. That was the first people that we that we friended (laughs) friended up with. Actually, before I left, there was a a friend of ours, uh, a mind that was at a dance studio. He used to work for Royal Caribbean. Still had his blue blazer on and everything. Uh, And uh, he is like, "All right, when you get on there, you got to make you know friends with the Filipinos because they will look after you when you're trying to hook up or whatever." And just like you said, you know, F and D manager Grant, I think his name was, and then the Filipino guys, they would go on vacation so we'd get a Royal Caribbean duffel bag jam it full of prizes because we had keys to all that and you bet you know and they would and they would actually tell me if they were I mean I got I got warned by a couple of my buddies said like they're watching you man be careful yeah I can only help you so pretty much I can only help you so much (laughs) yeah you know well, actually, it, let me let me ask you: Did you did you ever get a written warning? Oh, dude, uh, it's one of my stories <laughs> that I have written down. Okay, I'll tell this really briefly. Yes. So X, next one. <laughs> yes. So I hooked up. I used to have, you know, I, I would have them come down to the cabin. Hooked hooked up passenger or cr- as passenger. Oh, okay. And I told them to come down to the cabin, and I said at the, you know, and anyway, somebody saw her going to my room, blah blah blah. So Jeff Martin tells me you got to get get on your blue jacket, and we got to go see Captain Pedersen. Jeff Martin went to bat for me. God bless him. Said, I, 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 I'll keep it. He won't do it again. I need him for the entertainment, for the shows and all that stuff. And he's like bingo guy and whatever, you know, he's whatever Jeff said, he was cool. So Pedersen let it go. So like two, so then I thought, no, the first time they caught me going into this girl's room, they caught me going into their room. So I thought that was it for that. So I'm going to tell him to come to my room. And I, and I told the girl, if you get lost or if somebody comes to you with little epaulets, I said, you tell them you're, you're seasick and you're looking for the doctor's office. Don't come to my room. <clears throat> so I guess she came to my room anyway. And I got called back in front of Captain Pedersen for a second time. <laughs> Was this on the same contract? Yes. With Jeff oh. Martin. Oh. <laughs> Twice. Oh. And Pedersen was a tough dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah. very. He was very cut but, and dry. But he and wasn't crazy. He was, and he was very cool. He was just very stern. The way I got around it the second time, technically, the girl was staying in a passenger area, but she was youth staff. So they had, didn't have a cabin for her yet. So I got off the second time on a very, like, skin of my teeth. <laughs> and Patterson says to me, Mr. Bucky, the next time you will come before me, you will be off my ship. Just like that. I went, yes, sir. Where's the where's the strangest place you've done it with any whoever on, on the ship? On the sovereign in the light booth, because you guys used to put the um, clothing racks. Oh, yeah. The costumes right. up in the booth up there. I think it was a sovereign. And I got Scott Rushton to give me the key because I had a girl I wanted to hook up with. And so I went in there and it was actually like from a movie. You're going to think I'm lying, but security came in and we were both, you know, and we rolled up underneath that rack of clothes. When he walked in, you could see the boots like in a movie. They're not lying yeah. to you and walks in and then walks out and locks the door. I was like, I heard Johnny Lavignagos' story about being in uh, Ken Rush's office. <laughs> <laughs> What a filthy animal. Did you, did, <laughs> did you know that before? No, no. And I love Johnny, man. Uh, Johnny and I, you know, because he's Florida State and I'm um, Auburn yeah. and all that. 
we we would get out, we'd get drunk and get out in the hallway there and, and crew staff and I mean like just go after each other. We I think we've I've cut, I cut myself so many times wrestling with Johnny. I remember you guys would uh, you guys would do the golf against too. each other. Yeah, I was gonna say that sounds pretty hot. What's that? <laughs> damn where was i and why was i not watching that we were man it was highlander yeah bleeding no that's all but me and johnny would look real funny doing that now yeah yeah yeah, i can imagine Uh, but back in the day and but but johnny was uh, and do you remember us calling? We would call the bell station, and I figured the trick to getting the bell station guys to bring they would bring sandwiches to me. I had the magic touch. I would give them twenty bucks, and they'd bring me a bag full of sandwiches, like tuna and turkey and everything for the bell station, and those little tiger cheese. You know, so Feeney and everybody would get drunk, and they would come knock on my door, Buck, call the bell station. I'm like, <laughs> you guys call the bell station? No, no, no. You know how to do it, man. Here's the money. So I'd call the bell station. <laughs> and then the and then some of the other staff at the end of the hallway got smart to it, and they would catch them before they got to me oh, with the right. sandwiches. Take your sandwich. and how much of that sandwich? And give me give them thirty. Right, right. freaking sandwiches? Uh, you know what? Those bell station attendants made pretty good money because we all Dude. like ate those sandwiches. I think it was all crew ordering it at night. Forget oh yeah, guests. it was all us ordering or stopping by and picking stuff 20 up 20 bucks 30 bucks i mean we just i hooked them right up man and and i think back at those sandwiches they were pretty nasty but they you were know, horribly nasty they were horrible. There's, there's no three, telling. Or three or four o'clock in the morning they were awesome Dude, yeah they were the exactly. best thing in the world i was like oh. yeah yeah and, but the, but you know they probably did like when you go play these casinos i got warned mm-hmm. first casino uh, i played at they said don't eat the meat tray they're going to put a meat tray backstage for you make sandwiches don't eat it why well, because because they they'll they'll put it in the fridge and they'll sit it out at about five thirty or six o'clock before oh. the show, and then it sits there for the whole show. Then they'll put it back in the fridge, and the next day they'll take it out again at six and sit it down again and sit there for two or three days for unrefrigerated. So I thought it'd be a good idea to eat a piece of turkey. Don's Riverside Casino in Laughlin. Don't eat the meat tray. Oh wow! See, <laughs> I was that? in Vegas. I was in Vegas for this long relay. It's a twenty, almost like a twenty-four hour relay, like two hundred miles Holy with a God. whole bunch of guys. You made the mistake at eating at a buffet. I don't remember what hotel it was, but I ate a buffet before we ever got started. Oh, I don't feel so good. I had to keep pulling over and throwing up. How long did that run? leg? That leg was short. The first leg was longer, but that leg was only like three miles. Still so it was away. it was manageable. No, the first leg was like six and the last one was seven. That does not sound hot. I got so sick of gin martinis one time that, and that was, year, I mean, years ago. And I just can't even, the smell of gin just makes me just. Yeah. That's no, tequila, that's, tequila, that's for tequila. For, tequila for me for years and year for, for two decades after the ships. If I smell tequila, I, it took me know. straight back to Cozumel or like an experience. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. can't do it. Can't do it. But now that's no. the only thing, only hard drink I'll do is I have my, tequila. Sip, my sip and tequila, but. Oh yeah, August, boy. I'm going to give a plug for my friends, El Sativa Tequila. Right. It's infused, the largest walk-up bar right across from Staples Center in LA. It's called Pranks. They, they're, mm-hmm. part, they're all owners of this place, and they develop their own tequila. It is absolutely wonderful. I mean, it's not like loaded. It's not going to be like cannabis, you know, but, but it's it's infused. And it is, Bill Medley doesn't drink tequila. He tried it and, and actually finished the little miniature. It's mm-hmm. really good. So Scott got to try it. I'll stop to try that. It was it was tough leaving the ships as you know because it sucks you in and it's so fun and comfortable and 
you remember when we were on the shift back in the early nineties and Brent, and you'd always hear about Branson, you know, Jeff Afford would come on John Davidson. I did the, I worked in Branson from 90 March of 94, AJ and I got off the ship. We kept hearing about Branson. So we, so we ended up coming up to Branson and I auditioned AJ auditioned. We both got job offers. Remember back then for a while, even if you were married, Vandepass was really tough. He, he, he would not do, go the extra mile to put you on the same ship. So they, and they were trying to make me a cruise director, which I didn't want to be. And they were going to send me to the Viking Serenade, I think, or Sun Viking, one or the other, and split us up. So we were already thinking, we got to be done with this. And uh, I got a job offer, and AJ auditioned for a magician here and got a job offer. And that's why we called Royal Caribbean and said, uh, we're not coming back. We gave them plenty of notice. But March 20th of 94, we, we were supposed to sign back on the ship. And a year later, that's the date we got married. When did you guys start doing the Blues Brothers? Who was the original oh, Blues Brothers? Uh, Mark Buscelli, buddy of mine, trumpet player named Mark Buscelli. He's married to uh, Andrea, oh, dancer. Yeah. And Mark, her husband, trumpet player. Yeah. He said, he, he came up to me and said, you want to be, uh, I was in the review show, you know, and he said, do you want to be Lucy? I'm going to write a chart for, for Soul Man. The first one I did it with was JD. Was it no, no, no. J, you and JD or you and uh, Feeney? Feeney and I did it, but I did before that, I did it. First one was Mark Buscelli, and then Mac passed away, God rest his soul. Mac was the bone player uh, and called him Mac Attack. Mac was six foot six. I don't know if you remember me doing it with Wittiak, but it was kind of like when I did it with Wittiak because Bill uh-huh. did it too. When I sat on Bill's knee, it was like I was looking in right in the eye, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Mac Wittiak did it, then Feeney, then JD. Then I think I left and Paul Vogel started doing it in my place. You know who I just missed seeing here? Peter Vincent came in uh, to Vegas and he and I went for lunch. I said, where do you want to go? I'll take you to lunch. We went to In-N-Out Burger. Got pictures of us with the little hats on, you know. Uh, but he went uh, to dinner the night before and I couldn't make it. And he sent me the picture and it was Riz. What? Oh, wow. Oh, really? He lives in Vegas, dude. You know, oh, wow. the three things I, I no can imagine are... Becky Heard, Peter Vincent, and Riz. Laurie Rizzo. All together. Sounds like, sounds like, it's, it's sounds like chaos. The Pope, the Pope, the rabbi, and the Protestant minister walk into a bar. That kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've probably wow. searched four, five, six, eight, ten yeah, times to try to find Riz and never could find her. Then I think Let, she had a Facebook page at one time and then it was gone. And she did. She, is she a that, director? I, know, I know the audience isn't going to be able to see it and all that stuff, but I'll show you a picture of her. She must we, have eventually become we, a cruise director. We need, we need to get oh, wow. Rizzo on yeah, here. Look. Because he is a <laughs> fucking legend. She looks the same. She the same, the- dude. She looks great. Yeah. She's kind of, they say, you know, she was always kind of quiet. Anyway. I'm not going to edit that out. Dude, yeah. <laughs> that's the first thing I looked at, like always. Just keep that to myself. <laughs> Remember Rouse and her on Rock and Roll Night? And he Whips would be dressed in all the leather and yeah. he'd have the chain around her neck. My Whips God, could, could you not? There's no way you're getting away with that, even close to that nowadays. How many times do you guys sit in a restaurant? The village people happens to come on. Macho Man in oh the Navy. Gosh, yes. If I were not upon the seas. Oh my gosh. I remember I never wanted to be the, uh, the you know, sergeant. Eh, because Jalen, yeah. she would nail you. And I fixed that. I put an ashtray in there and she hit it one time. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I mean, she whacked her hand on that ashtray. I was like, yeah. <laughs> She yeah, killed so, me. Yeah. So those who don't know, just in case someone's listening, oh. it was Jillian would be the um, cashier, dealer, the dealer, and it was 21 or bust. And it says, hit me once, hit me twice. And she would hit the guys to her right and to her left, right in the nuts. Right um, in the nuts. Yeah. As hard as she could. It was part of the gag. And you're supposed to. Yeah, it's part 10. of the gag. 
Yeah, yeah, Kept yeah. explaining that. You pretend. The I was like, show. please, please let me be the, the innkeeper where I got oh, yeah, to grab yeah, yeah. both of them. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I did it one Close time. Close your eyes, lay like, them yes. out, Absolutely. shove them in a box. Didn't you do the ballerina a few times? I did. I remember correctly. On the song. Yeah. Greg Maxwell, it was on there. Oh, Greg Maxwell. Was on, Dude, Greg Maxwell. <laughs> set up Greg Maxwell in the cruise director's suite with Greg yeah. with his rosary beads for like two hours. He was feeding me the lyrics to so I could do uh, cabaret to open the show in in French right. and German. Greg, I got it. No, 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 no. You know, swinging <laughs> <laughs> his rosary. Yes, and he, yes, he, and, yes. He, and he drank Johnny Walker Red, not the black. He said the red was better. And Mountain Valley Spring Water. He got me hooked on those. He was great, bro. Really, Greg was great. One of his best introductions of any cruise director, I would say, ladies and gentlemen, won't you please welcome to the Song of America, your host, your cruise director, the eunuch, and what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The unique. I remember that. I think I've had one too many wines, boys. I'm still sitting here chatting. Y'all are all falling asleep and stuff. Look. Well, no. no, Poor Brad. Brad's like, are we still going? My God. No, the problem with Brad is he's too drunk. Because he got started <laughs> way before you did. Yeah. And, you know, when we do two shows, we did one just before you. Oh, y'all had somebody before us. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and so he started early. And, yeah, no. I y'all mean, probably done. I've been done with me. You'll have to time. go. You'll have to go. No, no. Which one was it? Yeah. Where he, Is he, it uh, Mary Giuliani episode? Mary Giuliani. He, he's like. <laughs> he just about passes out he falls during off. the show. Because <laughs> he started in on the Aquavit. And oh, no. It. A bottle yes. of Aquavit. He from, had a bottle of Aquavit. Yeah. Are you kidding? Aquavit. Dude, that I stuff had, is nasty. From 1995. Oh, dude. No, don't worry about me. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Don't worry about me. <laughs> I, I, yeah, this I is par for the course. Experience here. Aqu- just Aquavit. listening to you. Just, just enjoying it. <laughs> this don't is like worry about back on me ships, at all. Right? Somebody in the cabin is the first one to get plastered and drunk, and that's tonight it's Brad. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly. It's fine. It's fine. Just keep going. Just, back so um, doing great. <laughs> the only thing that would put this over the top is is if uh, the wife walks in. Oh no, she's. Oh yeah, yeah. I put His, her to bed. Well, do you have any other stories, Bucky? Yeah, well, I did want to let everybody know that um, our residency starts next week. So if anybody happens to be in Vegas, it is next Thursday, Friday, Saturday, which I think 17th, 18th, 19th. It's a Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday show. And then we'll also be doing September 28th, 29th, and 30th, and October 26th, 27th, and 28th at South Point Hotel and Casino, which is a killer place. Oh, cool. Great places to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael I've been gone, to South Point. It's great yeah, yeah. place, man. Big, yeah. big place. The whole yeah. equestrian thing in the back. Is yeah, cool. it's huge. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. I stayed oh, the, there. The, the, that the was the hotel... Okay, that was the hotel, not remembering where I had the funky salmon that made me sick. Uh-oh, I think it was. No, a don't eat the yes. meat tray. Don't eat the meat tray, baby. That's the rule. Yeah, don't by. eat the meat tray. Yeah. Oh, I'm I going in there and eating that whole so meat tray. Sick. It was only my third show, and, and it was a righteous brother oh, show. No. And, and I, I, I want to live on the edge. I was in bed just <laughs> shivering. So, oh, no. <laughs> So, so I'm curious. So yeah, how did the uh, how did the Righteous Brothers job come about? Bill Medley came out to Branson in 2008, or actually Bobby passed away in 03. They got inducted right. into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Bobby died right. in 03. People immediately started hammering Bill about putting the Righteous Brothers back together. He didn't want to do that. Him and Bobby, you should read his book sometime. You can get it as uh, Bill Medley. I've had the time of my life. Talks about him with Phil Spector and 
Oh, just oh, cool. amazing what this guy sitting in the same room with right. the Rat Pack, Sinatra brought him to Vegas. I mean, he was Elvis's wow. best friend. It was just an amazing, amazing history. But him and Bobby, they were about to break up again anyway. So Bill just went out and toured as Bill Medley from the Righteous Brothers. And, you know, he had him at the time of my life, plus the hits. So he was doing fine. Didn't have any reason to do it. Came out to Branson in 08 and started running uh, Dick Clark's American Bandstand Theater. He was there with Paul Revere and the Raiders. And then Bill wow. gradually took it over and started bringing in like Martha and the Vandellas and different different acts, 50s and 60s acts. So he was booking the shows there and he was in the shows. The guy that was doing Elvis at Legends happened to do a 50s show with Bill, one of Bill's restaurants he owned or, you know, restaurants and they had a show that they did there. And so he would come backstage and say, hey, to Dean Z and... I got to know Bill. I invited him to sit in with my band and years go by. We were kind of friends, but not really great friends, but, right. but we knew each other. So I left legends. I started working in this journey tribute group and um, I, I came out. I actually went out to Branson to see you guys in legends. We, we came out yeah. to, to I, when I, I was doing the Blues Brothers. Yeah. 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 I, we did that. That was, that was the act we did. I did two or three different acts for legend, but I did the Blues Brothers for 12 years, which is funny yeah. because I auditioned with my yeah. ship video, dude. Isn't that that's crazy? Funny. Yeah. No, and we had, our, cool. we, had our, we had our Royal Caribbean glasses. And, and the guy I'm auditioning for that was Elwood, he'd done it for you. He, he was a Blues Brothers purist. Like, he's uh -huh. like, what are those glasses you're wearing? Okay, you don't get it. This is a gag. I wasn't trying to. Because I'm wearing a cummerbund even. I, I ran into Dean, the guy that was probably doing Elvis when you when you're at the show. Dean got married. Almost did, I almost didn't end up going to the wedding. But I did. And Bill was there. And I hadn't seen him in a while. And uh, he said, well, you left Legends, man. Why, why would you leave that? It was a solid gig. And I said, yeah, I started teaching vocals. I was I was teaching at the Esperanza School of the Arts. And my buddy John bought this little theater, blah, blah, blah. I'm doing Journey and Creedence Clearwater Revival. And he looked, I told him I was doing Journey. He goes, come on, man, you do Journey? Because he'd seen me do All the right. Blues Brothers and stuff. And I had a show the next day at, on a Sunday afternoon at three, two o'clock. I said, well, we got a show tomorrow. Why don't you come? I'm just kidding. You know, I didn't think. So that night he goes to dinner with his friend and he tells me this after the fact. He's like, he's like, man, I just can't hear it. I don't hear Buck doing Steve Perry, man. I just don't, I can't get that. So he calls me five minutes before the curtain. I'm going to stop in. I'm probably only going to listen to a song or two and I'm going to leave. I told him later, I said, so you thought I was going to suck, so you can't. <laughs> yeah. And he said, without batting an eye, yeah, what, what do singers like more than to see other singers die on stage? <laughs> <laughs> so he came to see me die. He called me the next day and invite. He said, I want, to, I want you to meet me at Fuddruckers. Uh, I want to talk to you about something. <laughs> <laughs> and so I called my wife and I said, it was kind of go me, Bill Medley at Fud Bill, Bill Medley, so Bill Medley just called me to Fuddruckers. So, <laughs> so, so my wife says, he probably needs a yard boy. He said, I'm thinking about this or the possibility of a Vegas residency, but I'm getting some pressure about finding a partner and blah, 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 blah. blah. But would you be interested? And I said, absolutely. Uh, let me think. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. about a week, if that passes by, he calls me over to his house, gates, whole thing. And you go in baby grand piano with his, there's his Grammy awards and all that. And he's and he said, let's, let's just sing something together. So he, here's Bill Medley playing You've Lost That Living Feeling on piano. And I'm sitting there Damn. sitting next to him. Wow. Going, and he said, sing some of Unchained Melody. I'm like, and, and he records it, sends it to his manager. And his manager says to him, sounds like the Righteous Brothers. Damn. And a few days pass, he invites wow. me to dinner to dinner at Level 2 Steakhouse. So I'm no, going you're from moving, You're moving up. You're I'm moving, moving up, up in the world here. Yeah. But I thought, I thought, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, okay, he just wants to get to know me a little bit. And, well, you know, so we go to. We go to we go to uh, level two. We're having in the middle of dinner. Out of the blue, Fud Ruckers, you start playing some. Go games. from Fud Ruckers to level two. 
<laughs> so we're sitting there and, and he goes, uh, in the middle of dinner, we're, like you're talking about, what do you have for lunch? I'm like, oh, yeah, great. Middle of the, he, just, he takes his glass and he goes, are we doing this? And I went, so I thought a year, what? And he said, you're, you're used to this cruise line. Are you going to do it? Let's start tomorrow. He said, you're my guy. Are you ready? You want to do it? Because if I'm ever going to do it, I can't promise you anything. We don't have a residency yet, but it's going to happen probably. So yeah, team, we talked. Five days passed. My buddy, Paul, had lost his father. And I took him to see Van Halen with Kenny Wayne, Kenny Wayne Shepherd. So we're in the hotel room having drinks before the concert, about to go to the concert. And my phone rings and it's Bill. And he says, we got three months. And I said, what? He said, we have three months at Harris in Las Vegas as a residency. Wow. And it could turn into more. It could not. He goes, I don't know, A, do people, anybody give a shit the Righteous Brothers are even back? B, are they going to accept anybody else doing Bobby's part? And C, I don't know. I can't tell you how long this is going to last. And you're, But you're going to have to give up everything. I had to leave my show. I finished out my contract at the end of the year, but I didn't come back. So December, I quit and then joined Bill February of 2016. I remember seeing that on Facebook because we you were like, Boston. close this, done this, moved yep. out there. And then you, so you were out there for yeah. a the, year by yourself. 2016, we went in to, to rehearse the show with the band for for one day and then do the show. And we did it in Boston. Wait, that's it? We had one, one, we had one, one rehearsal. We were at breakfast that morning. Bill's writing my dialogue on a napkin saying, I'll bring you forward for this. And I'm sitting here going, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, when, when Bill called me, when Paul and I were in the hotel room getting ready for Van Halen, Bill called me, said, we're doing this. My buddy Paul is jumping up and down in the bed, screaming. He's like, what's wrong with you, dude? Why aren't you just freaking out? And I said, because I'm freaking out. I said, I realize the gravity of what I'm about to walk into and the pressure and all that. Just went. So we called Tim Lee, our music director, the first night. Bill's like, I'm just going to call him and see how we're doing. Because we went into Laughlin, remember, to break the show in. We had five shows. And Bill said, you can, Bill said, you can go to Laughlin and Branson and die and nobody will know. So we went, we went into Laughlin. He calls Tim Lee that and says, how are we doing tonight? 750 Seeger. Tim says, we're sold out tonight, every night. We've already sold all five nights out. So we hit the ground running. Yeah. And the next question was, are they going to accept anybody in Bobby's place? Bill is very smart. We do a few of the hits in the show, and then I sing uh, Crying by Roy Orbison, which mm -hmm. is a terrifying song to sing. I've never sung it in my life. Bill I said, this is the song you got to sing. You can deliver this song. Oh, we did. And it got a great response. And wow. it's been in the show since we three months turned into, well, before COVID, we, we did... 22 weeks of residency and over 50 road shows. We opened for Michael McDonald. We opened for The Temptations with the original Otis Williams. We opened for The Beach Boys, Mike Love, 15,000. You're on like five years now. John Stemos on drum. Yeah, five years. This would have been our sixth year, seventh year coming up. When I saw that uh, Crazy, announcement, man. I saw something on Facebook. I was like, oh my God, that's fantastic. Oh, and thanks, then man. just seeing the successes, you know, again, it's great to see someone that you know, like, you know, do so well. Thank it's you, And congrats, man. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Not very, I can't screw in a light bulb. If it wasn't for my wife, I'd be sitting naked on a bucket upside down in the dark. I am an idiot on every level, but I've been blessed to be able to do something that I love to do. And I've been blessed to be able to, to hopefully somehow use my gift uh, to make people happy and make people smile. And you never know when I was working on the song of America, tie in what you said, which is a really late on me, how important what entertainers do. It actually is. Um, I was singing when I'm back on my feet again, you know, the song that got me on the ships. I was singing that on the song of America. And afterwards, a lady came up to me and she was crying and she was, and she said, I, I, I just lost my son uh, a month ago. He was 17 in a car accident. And my, I haven't left the house and my kids brought me on a cruise ship uh, to come out. He goes, and I want you to know 
what the words to that song and the way you sang that song meant to me. And I just hugged her and she cried and I cried. And at that, at that was just, because I always sung in church, which, you know, you're, that's why I say sing, when you sing in church, you're singing for something. People yeah. that sing in church, you just, they sing differently for some reason. They connect with what they're singing about. It's important what you're singing about. It's not yeah. just singing pretty notes. It's, it's connecting with it. It's, you know, what's really interesting that when you, like when you watch these uh, shows, whether it's American Idol or The Voice or something, the people that have that church background, you, mm-hmm. you can tell you can feel it it's the Absolutely. feeling that they can give because of that experience because when yep. you sing in church and i'm i can't say i've ever been to church all that much but when you sing in church you you almost have it's it, it's you're singing for a different reason you're singing Absolutely. not just for yourself but you're really kind of it's that bigger. environment yeah it's bigger than you and that comes yes. across in all these other singers once they move on to a different stage um, and you can still feel it. And, yes. and it just, it makes a difference. It really does. I know we could probably go for like no, into the I, night I and stuff, but it's uh, yeah. no, I'm, on we'll... I'm, I'm on my second glass of wine yeah. and, uh, and, and, you know, Listen, there, you're, there you're... are things that are, there are things that are legal here in, in yeah. Vegas, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been wonderful. I listen, I'm going to listen. I'm going to go back and listen to all the other ones. Now, you know, we came down and did a Florida tour last year. We're coming back to Florida in January for, 10 shows, I think, but we got, to, I got to see Penny and I got to see, uh, you know, uh, Carol uh, Leibowitz. I got to see yeah. Mara Lieberman and mm-hmm. Feeney and Greg, I mean, it, all the, uh, you know, it was just Julie. They've all, they've all been on the show. Julie hasn't. I'm still trying to, to, to get her on the show, but uh, Jan has, BB has, yeah, I saw Penny that. has, you know, there's a, there's a lot of uh, people. Just uh, listen to our season one recap and that'll give you a really good heads up on what episodes to go and. Oh, cool. So is it, is that what it's listed as in the in iTunes? Yeah, see, our season one recap. Our yeah, season cool. one recap, and you can really get into what really. Yeah, listen to that, and it'll that give you really on like, once yeah. to go back and listen oh, to. Oh, cool! Like, you guys, I wouldn't just scroll down. Scott Record, and I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but Scott well, Record. Basically, what we say on that is listen to every episode. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, well, I enjoyed it today. Just, you know, Scott. Scott Record when he does uh, uh, New York, New York, New York. Yeah, so yeah. at the end, because I talked to Bob Sonberg, he said, that's the hardest chart he's ever had to read in his life. But I was up yeah. at the first night I heard that I was up in the, um, the showroom upstairs. I was having a drink at the bar and Scott Record was standing there and I walked over to him. I bought him a drink and I said, said, dude, I don't even know how to describe how amazing and how awesome your show was. But how did you come up with that idea for New York, New York? And Scott yeah. looks at me, typical Scott looks at me and he looks around to see if anybody's listening and leans over and goes psilocybin mushrooms and walks off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's too funny. That's too funny. Psilocybin mushrooms. (laughs) So good, man. So good. We we were, we've been excited for a long time to try to get you on here and and now it's, now it's it's here and this is, it's going to be a long episode, but it's going to be a great episode. Great. So funny because I didn't think I'd be able to have enough stuff it would be interesting and then oh yeah oh yeah i started (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't sure if i could say any of it (laughs) you know that's the problem there's still so much we 
can talk about that you guys probably don't. We'll you know. have you back. We'll have yeah, you back. We'll have you, yeah, we'll have it back for another another chat. In a Listen, while. if we're coming anywhere around where you guys are, you know, keep an eye out. I will too. Uh, let me know. I'd love for you to be my guest on the show. Righteousbrothers.com. Check it all out. Follow him. Visit it. Go right. see his shows. Uh, when you go see the shows and meet him afterwards, <laughs> give give him a big <laughs> hug from us. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love it. Well, I hope to see y'all, man. I hope we make it to your neck of the woods. Great to see you, buddy. Oh, Good to see you. Yeah. You guys are the best, man. I love you. See Take you. care. Appreciate it. Okay, bye-bye. Oh, that was cool. That was a lot of that fun. Was that was pretty great. Fun. Yeah, that was, I mean, he's great. That He just has that energy that just like, it's, He's the energizer bunny. He easily could have gone for another 45 minutes. He's always, you know, he's in the middle of everything. Well, it's just so great that he's really in the piece of the industry that is really energizing and just really going, going great. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy for him that he's been this successful that Andy's doing so well. I'm really, really happy for him. That's great. That's what I meant to say. Energizing. About, about a beer ago or two. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hey everyone, the ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast and video, please visit our YouTube channel, My Ship Story. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as My Ship Story. Don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you'd like, you can email us your story for us to read on the air. Email us at myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. That's my ship story podcast at yahoo.com. Goodbye for now, and be sure to tune in next week, same time, as we'll have a new podcast every Monday. Bon voyage!